Meet Gigi and Lucy. They're about to do some heteronormative relationship bullshit that media and society has perpetuated on women for centuries. This could have been avoided if they had a sassy gay friend. Today's movies, he's just not that into you versus how to be single. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Movie Deja Vu, a podcast that answers the question, didn't I see this somewhere? From two movie aficionados. I am not a relationship expert, John, and with me is my co-host Shady, who is smarter than every single person in both movies. I think, I think most functioning humans are smarter than, I, I, I will take it as a compliment that I am smarter than Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's smarter than that. <laughs> You're smarter than Jennifer Connelly. How's oh, that? Oh, that's a good one. That's good. So we're here to talk about the two. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna already like start our conversation. They're two yeah. self-help books turned movies. Uh, the first one is "He's Just Not That Into You," which is all the words. <laughs> but like, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it came out, the movie came out in 2009. It was written by Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein based off the book by Greg Bear. Ber- he's a comedian and I should know his name. It's, Be- it's- Her- Ber- Brent or Berent? I think it's Berent. Greg Berent and Liz <laughs> Tuccio. Tuccio? Tuccio. She's Italian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it directed by, did I actually write this name down correctly? <laughs> Ken Quapis. Quapis? Quapis? Quapi. Granted, this is our running theme of us not knowing how to pronounce last names. Or names in general. Yeah, everyone should be named Smith. No. (laughs) That's boring. Uh, uh, On Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 41% splat rating. And on Metacritic, it was a 47 out of 100. And that is out of 32 reviews, 8 positive, 20 mixed Four negative. And according to IMDb, this Baltimore set movie of interconnecting story arcs deals with the challenges of reading or misreading human behavior. That is 100% bullshit. <laughs> Except for that, well, no, it's 99% bullshit. The interconnecting story part is the only thing that's true. Yeah, it is set in Baltimore. That's- Allegedly. Allegedly. Like- Allegedly, this is a version of Baltimore I have never seen in my entire life. Well, buckle up, kiddos, because we're comparing (laughs) it to How to Be Single, which came out in 2016. Screenplay Screenplay by Abby Cohen, Mark Silverstein, and Dana Fox. Do those names sound familiar to anyone? Story by Abby Cohen and Mark Silverstein. Seriously, do these names sound familiar to anyone? (laughs) Based off the book by Liz Tu... Tuccio, again, does that name sound familiar to anyone? <laughs> Directed by Christian Ditter. <laughs> I, I think I'm, you got it. I think you nailed it. <laughs> I, I nailed that one. On Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 46% splat rating. And on Metacritic, it had a 51 out of 100. So here's a fun thing. That is also out of 32 reviews. Does that sound familiar to anyone? 
Uh, 12 positive, 15 mixed, 5 negative. And according to IMDb, a group of young adults navigate love and relationships in New York City. I like that summary better than he's not just the blah, blah, blah. Because... It's a little more straightforward. Yeah, I mean, if they talk if they say like they're interconnected or something or use a use a synonym for that that would have been better right but like that i'm just i'm just you know sweetening it it's not yeah. it's not bad <laughs> in other words it right. it it's a good description like elevator pitch you know descriptor of what you're about to watch yeah i agree which is about a group of women they know their audience. They know who they're imparting this advice unto. I mean, they're supposed to be both ensemble pieces, but really they have a lead, it feels like. Yeah. Because like in the the first one, the one I can't pronounce, uh, Jennifer Goodwin seems to be like the lead in a way. Yeah. I, I think that if nothing else, she is, I think, the one who is most in need of the advice that the book would give her right she's just like despite looking like jennifer goodwin and being completely <laughs> adorable she's completely fucking hopeless <laughs> like she really I mean, is like i want to root for her and then like she like does something and i'm like oh oh girl really <laughs> but the sad thing is there are people like that and it's I know. very upsetting especially if you just so happened to be looking at a mirror while watching this movie and you're like oh i'm that girl um <laughs> i mean yeah no she's definitely like the most relatable of them but it's also like ah ah oh. and then for how to be single it's dakota johnson which by the way welcome back dakota johnson oh my god our best friend third movie i think i think it might be the fourth we did 50 she, shades she had a very small part in 21 jump street you're right this is the fourth movie yeah <laughs> welcome back i you know this type of role for her, though, the rom-com-ness of it, I kind of like her in that. Yeah, and I think this was, like, the same time as she was doing the Fifty Shades trilogy, and this was, like, such a... I think this was, like, a really good way to, like, balance out that, which was, like, this, like, intense, supposed to be... supposedly very sexy story and everything, and to just kind of make her more down to earth somebody who could do comedy but still be the relatable heroine and also be the straight man to rebel wilson yeah and you know rebel wilson welcome back to which like also like not to spoil the movie but she does end up single at the end of the movie and like very independent and somebody who's really trying to find herself which Which is is surprising and new yeah i really love that the movie ends that way I'm not going to lie. I know we asked this later, but I'm going to, you know, jump ahead and I'm going to like say, I really liked how to be single more. I did than too. He's just like, that. like I've seen, I've seen both these movies before, but yeah. how to be single. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because my love Jason Manzoukas is in it. <laughs> uh, maybe because I mean, I know Rebel Wilson like teeters on like annoying com- comedian. I think she's used well in this movie because they don't use her. They don't rely on her. Right. It's like pitch perfect. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, she's there. She has a large part, but she's not, she's not one of the two biggest characters. And like, I know she's the 
comedic relief in a rom-com, but like other people have comedy moments. So it's not yeah. just her and right, all her yeah. stuff. But, and he's just not that into you. They were missing the comedic moment. Like I think Justin Long was supposed to be that. Part of why I really, I agree with you how to be single. I enjoyed a lot more than he's just not that into you. And I agree, like he's just not that into you really doesn't have a strong comedic angle like there's jokes here and there but like the myspace joke and that's really all that everyone remembers yeah and, and by uh, everyone i mean me um <laughs> yeah no it's a uh, it's kind of more depressing than it is funny in a lot right, of ways but like they follow the rom-com rule where everyone is in a relationship by the end of the movie yeah the the only people who aren't are the people who got divorced and, and like Scar- and scar joe because she caused the divorce. <laughs> well, no, I shouldn't no, say that. That's not fair. No. That's not fair. She didn't make the choice to cheat. Bradley Cooper did. Yes. That's uh, that's me. That's a woman against woman crime. I apologize. Uh, hey, please, as long as you... forgive me, Gloria Steinem. <laughs> you realized there was an issue. Mm-hmm. You apologized. And now we're going to move on. Um, <laughs> but like... These movies kind of remind me of like, you know, when they used to do like the Valentine's Day and New Year's Day and all those other like star studded, you are, you are contracted to do these number of movies (laughs) with us. Yeah. Like that's what these felt like. Yeah. It where it's No, well, I'm sorry, but he's not, he's just not that into you felt more like that than how to be single. Did he's just not that into you come out before Valentine's day? Probably. I'm pretty sure they came out right around the same time. Let me, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, it came out in February 6, 20, uh, 20, huh, 2009. So yes, around, around. Right. In a lot of ways, it feels like they had some ideas for rom-coms, but they didn't want to do the work to pad it out into a full storyline. So then they were like, what if we shoved seven of them in one movie? And then we don't yes. have to like, we can just like hit the big points that we want to get to and not have to worry about filling out everything in between. Yeah, it was. Cause have you read the book for either of these? No, <laughs> I don't. I... I've heard of, he's just not that into you. I don't know anyone my age who read it. I know I several, I know. Okay. I have. <laughs> okay. I know several people a little older than us who read it. Um, but I don't think I've ever heard of how to be single besides the movie. He's not, he's just not that into you really. I'll, I'll probably talk more in special features about it, but like the way it's presented is more like the way Justin Long talks in the movie or like the little interstitial parts Yeah, where it's like he left for cigarettes and never came back. You know, I, I, that's the only thing that really could come to mind right now, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like little, little things where it's like, he doesn't like to cuddle. What does that mean? Or, or should I start the text conversation? And that's, really what the book is so i don't know where these stories came from (laughs) i mean if he's cheating on you that means he's just not that into you um does it feel like does it feel like the people in that movie are stupider than in how to be single like i know dakota johnson's supposed to be the doe i don't you yeah she seems to have her shit together a little bit more than 
well, everyone in that. She seems like she's got a great job as a paralegal straight out of college. So first of all, good for her. Um, mm-hmm. In New York City, where after only a few months, she can afford a, an apartment a on one her own. bedroom. Apartment. Are you kidding me? And they're like, oh, my God, it's such a shithole. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That place is adorable. It's so cute. It's so cute. Um, but anyway. Yeah. In Brooklyn, I think, right? I think it's Brooklyn. And I was just sitting there, just like, it's a nice apartment. Like, I'm I'm agreeing with Dakota Johnson. It's a yeah. really nice apartment. It's what you need. And, like, you know, um, it's better than having 10,000 roommates. Or, you know, it could have gone, I feel like it could have gone really south if, like, it turns out Rebel Wilson wasn't secretly rich and they became roommates. And I was yeah. like, ooh, this would have been annoying real fast. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a little too much leaning on your comedic crutch and not letting everyone else be funny. But yeah, no, I do agree with you that everyone seems more together in how to be single. And part of that is I think most of them seem younger than the characters in He's Just Not That Into You. Like, I feel like a lot of the characters and he's just not that into you are like late 20s, early 30s. And I feel like with the exception of Leslie Mann, but everybody else reads early to mid 20s to me. Also, fuck Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Josh. (laughs) I fucking, I mean, the downfall of how to be single is fucking Josh. Like, fuck him. Was that cousin Greg? The one that Dakota Johnson was dating and broke up with? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, okay. Cousin Greg. I don't know who, <laughs> I don't understand that reference. It's, he's on the show Succession as Cousin Greg. Oh, yeah. Um, he's the one who's gaslighting her the whole time to be like, yeah. or, or talking down to her, be like, it's hard on you to be single this time of year. And I'm just like, fuck you. Especially because he's the one who clearly got into a relationship that he didn't even want because he didn't know how to be single. And nobody wanted that relationship either, especially his parents, because they're, yeah, I love when her mom, when the mom is like, we miss you, you're better than her. <laughs> Which I, I, I kind of feel bad for her. We don't see anything of her that would like imply she's no. a bad person. <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, uh. I'm like, oh no, this poor woman, everybody hates her and she's going to end up stuck with this guy because he can't stand that Dakota Johnson wanted to take a break we're not really comparing these movies i feel like um, we're just we're just gonna gripe about them I, yeah well do you want to make like the one big comparison between them because they do that, share a similar character they both have the guy who owns a bar and gives largely unsolicited advice uh to a woman uh, on how to read guys well yeah. women for how to be single that's true yeah the yeah. wise bartender <laughs> yeah so we've got justin long and he's just not that into you who eventually ends up with jennifer goodwin's character Gigi, and then we've got anders holm in uh how to be single i think the other reason why i like how to be single more is because there are more realistic dick approaches to like the how men and Mm -hmm. women act Mm -hmm. and it does a lot of things that i think are subversive both in the rom-com form where you do have the lead ends up single and like happy about it um then you also have his character thinks he's in love with allison brie and goes to declare his love for her and she just goes (laughs) 
you're not in love with me. You're mm-hmm. just, you just cared about somebody for the first time. So you assumed that you're madly in love with me. But like what I did like about, uh, a mo- there's a moment in He's Just Not That Into You that I really love. And uh, it's a little dated because it's 2009 when, um, what's her name? E.T. Drew Barrymore? Yes. <laughs> when, when Drew Barrymore has the monologue about like how it's hard communicating with anyone, with guys, because yeah. you have to go through all the different apps and emails and texting. And like, I mean, yes, they use MySpace as a reference. <laughs> they talk about like and, emailing each other for And days. all that, which I get it. It's, it's 2009, but like in 2020, in the year of the dating apps. No, we're in 2022. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it's, we're all still in 2020. Don't worry about in, it. In the year 2019... <laughs> Well, okay, so in since we're in the new Roaring Twenties, we're in, like, still the height of dating apps where, like, every day a new dating app it comes out, it feels like. Yep. And so, like, you can match with somebody on one app, and then you also have the socials, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you, then you text. Maybe you exchange emails. I don't want to judge people. Like, yeah, I... Don't give the side eye. No, 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 no. I'm not side eyeing anyone. I'm just like trying to imagine like the long form email I would write somebody about our spectacular date. It's true. Cause when I send emails these days, it's always just like, here you go. <laughs> attachment but, uh, attached. Attachment attached. Here's the Zoom link. Be my <laughs> guest. Okay, bye. Um, but like, it, I get it. Cause even on social, uh, on dating apps i don't know if this is true that you find but like i get ghosted a lot or like you know Mm -hmm. you talk to somebody you're talking to them for a while and then they're just like fuck off or yeah or like you don't talk to them for a while and you want to rekindle the conversation and then they just don't respond you're like but we were volleying very well yeah there was there was yeah no i get that that monologue is the only thing that like really like it's true yeah, that felt real. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that Drew Barrymore played such a small part in the movie because I don't know if you caught this, her production company produced both of these movies, which is why we see so many of the same names pop up. Um, and she But not was, the same actors, which is very surprising. Right. But so she was an executive producer on both of these movies. She could have given herself any part and he's just not that into you. And she gave herself kind of the smallest part of the women except for maybe Busy Phillips. Yeah. But like she she could have had the Jen Aniston part. She could have had the Jennifer Connelly part. A lot of Jennifers in this movie. Spelt and, differently. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifers and Jennifer. Oh my God. But <laughs> so like, she's the one who's using the dating websites or, you know, social media of the time. And then in... How to be single isn't Allison Bree's job to be like run a dating app or website? Yeah, she like created an algorithm. Yes, and she was trying it out, and they did that whole like uh, <laughs> uh, analogy of like the people in New York City, which mm-hmm. you we've seen pop up every so often. Yeah, really, she's the only one that uses like yeah technology. That was maybe the one thing that felt a 
I mean, I guess because they're, she's the only one who's actively looking to date people. Um, yeah. So that felt a little real as well. Yeah. And, and there's very much like, there's far more of a hookup culture being discussed in how to be single than who's just not that into you. Where like Rebel Wilson obviously sleeps with a different person whenever she feels like it. Uh, Dakota Johnson has a couple of like just one night stands or a couple of flings here and there. But she's also a little monogamous based. Yeah, she's not, she doesn't want to go like full throttle like Rebel Wilson is, but she also, you know. She's, she's just looking. Yeah, yeah. She's she's testing the waters. And that's like what she basically says in the first few minutes of the movie where she's like, <laughs> we've been in a relationship for so long. Fuck you, Josh. But well, she doesn't <laughs> say it. I say that. Right. But she's like, we want. I want to try and be single for a little bit, or like date around or something before we settle down. And that's smart because they're 21, 20, 22 at the beginning yeah. of the movie, just out of college. So, like, as somebody who's forever single, hashtag forever <laughs> single, I um, kind of understand that. Yeah. No, I get it. Um. But also like, hashtag forever single over here. Me, but like everyone, every relationship, I feel like has their own thing. If she was truly happy and truly ready to like settle down and be barefoot and pregnant, like she is at the end of the Fifty Shades trilogy, <laughs> she, she would know. She, she would, be, would know. Yeah, yeah and she'd they be wouldn't try that. About it. Yeah. Uh, no, that was a very smart thing. Um, and then, like, you've also got, like, obviously, Robin, Rebel Wilson's character, has no interest in being monogamous at all. And then Leslie Mann, for most of the movie, doesn't, like, it doesn't even seem to really occur to her that she could date until she meets the young guy who's really into her. Oh, my God, he's so hot. He's so hot. I'm obsessed with that character, though. Like, he's so he's, sweet too. He's so cute. And he's like, oh, you mean I get to hang out with a baby all day? That's awesome. Like he's so excited about the the idea of being a stay-at-home dad. He's so like obsessed with Leslie Mann, but like not in a way where it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's the he's just so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember his name. I want I want to him though. I know the actor's name is Jake Lacey. I think yeah, I want to Jake Lacey. Yeah, he's so cute. I don't know Jake Lacey for shit, but like, <laughs> I kind of feel like in order to play a character like that, you have to be somewhat of that in real life. I know it's acting. Yeah. But like, he didn't come off as like creepy or an asshole or something yeah. while playing this character. So some sort of aspect of him in real yeah. life must be that way. And Jake Lacey... We're both single, if you're hey, listening. what's up? What's up? But in He's Just Not That Into You, I have to talk about this. Jennifer <laughs> Jennifer Aniston and Matt Damon, and not Matt Damon. The other one. <laughs> the other one, Ben Affleck. <laughs> like, I get it. He has hangups about the actual act of getting married. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like, he would be the type of person to just be like, let's go to the courthouse mm-hmm. and then maybe throw a party. Yeah. What it, What was up with the creepy uh, relatives in He's Just Left That Into You? I don't know. <laughs> that it was, was so bizarre. All the creepy cousins. Like the guy from um, um, uh, Big Bang Theory <gasps> yeah! hitting on Jennifer Aniston and then the other guy hitting on her at the wedding. 
at her sister's fucking wedding. I was and like, then everyone's like so obsessed with the fact that she's single and all her sisters are married. Right. Just like I, I'm in a similar position as her, where I also have three sisters who are all married. And guess what? No one in my family gives a flying shit about right, it. Right. <laughs> Cause she's a woman in her 30s. Right. Yeah. Not she's married already. And it's like, okay. Boomer. Oh, your little sister is getting married before you. Who cares? It's not a race. Right. She's she's in probably the healthiest relationship in that whole movie Mm -hmm. without really realizing it. Yeah. Because like when Ben Affleck shows up to clean up after her father had a heart attack, I was just like, yes, get you a Ben Affleck. Yeah. Person who can act better. Um But like uh, no, no but actually they, no. Was, I think this is a good sweet. role for him. This was a good role for him, surprisingly. I know I he gets a lot of shit, and I know we had a whole episode where we shat on him. But <laughs> I'm I I think this was this was a really nice role for him, mm-hmm. um, because he wasn't the lead. <laughs> I think that's a big part of it, and I think like I and think she him was and a- Jen Aniston just like worked really well together. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. (sighs) I'm sorry. Great minds. But yeah, I, I mean, he, he, he was really good. Don't tell anyone I said that. (laughs) I feel like in both movies, everyone is giving a great performance. Now they're a little cringy because it's like, you're not playing a talking raccoon or you're not playing (laughs) Snow White or whatever, you're playing a real human and there are real people who are really like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think Jennifer Goodwin was a good casting for Gigi because she is extremely likable and that character, not played by a very likable actor, is gonna be terrible to watch. No tea, no shade to Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer. Jennifer, right? Jennifer, yeah. No tea, no shade to Jennifer Goodwin, but like she gives good crazy eye. She does. And like There's... I don't, I, 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 I'm, I don't want to like judge her too harshly because, like I said, there are people who are like that. Hello, hi, me sometimes. But <laughs> she, she, you, ha- there comes a point where you have to like look at yourself and be like, I'm going too far. Yeah. She's somebody I wouldn't be surprised to learn there are multiple restraining orders against. Right. Like I keep saying she could be a, she is a real person and she yeah. uh, like that, that people are really like that. But I also feel like they turn the dial up to 11 for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a little thing extreme, where... but also could be real. Yeah. The, the whole conversation after she exchanges business cards with that one guy and she's like, oh, are you going to call me or am I going to call it? Like she chases after him and it's just like, ah, just go back to the table. Right. Yeah. Just go back. Give yeah. it two days and then you can call him. Like, ah. but I get it. I get it. The book was written because people needed that straightforward advice of he's just not that into you. She would be given this book yeah. by somebody. <laughs> yeah. Probably by Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> oh my God, what did she deserve? What did she do to deserve everything she her character goes through in this movie? It's horrible. I have no idea. That whole storyline really depressed me. Like, I kind of felt bad for ScarJo's character too, because I was like, oh, she really thinks he's going to leave his wife for her. 
And I wish we got a line or something that says like, we got married too soon or something like that. Because yeah. like, they are redesigning a house. A house? Yeah. Apartment. I think it's it looks like a row home or something to me. And <laughs> she fucking leaves when it's done. Because... Yeah. <laughs> And like, I know that her whole thing was, is like, um, her dad died after smoking cigarettes for so long, but like, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing too, that I was like, okay, like I understand her motivation and wanting her husband to quit smoking. I think she took it a little, just a touch too far, but like, I understand that it really is just her being upset about him lying to her. I did not I, like that she was upset that the workers, uh, the men working on her home were potentially smoking. I was like, that's too fucking far. Those, guys, far. Des- those guys deserve a smoke break. They're doing hard work. Right. And if they're not smoking indoors, that like if they were smoking right. indoors, that'd be one thing. But if right. they're outside smoking, what the fuck? Who cares? Yeah. This is a weird conversation we're having. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else can we say about both movies? Both of them do like add like a little stylistic thing uh, to like amp up sort of the, I don't know how I want to say this, like to sort of uh, nod at the fourth wall a little bit. Like you have the interstitials and he's just not that into you where you have people talking directly to the camera. And then in how to be single, you have like, they'll just like pop up with like little infographics on screen. Um, right or or they'll use like um texting yeah that that everyone uses where it's like they'll show you what they're texting or or like the beer number moment you know the drink number yeah which is that a real thing is that i've never heard of that okay okay i've never heard of that that sounds insane to me it feels like it's saying know your limit like it yes. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like when you crisscross applesauce and add up and everything, but if you're like you know two beers and I'm out, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. No, it's the the combined number that I'm like. Well, I don't know that that math works. <laughs> you know what else is kind of interesting too? They have office scenes in both movies. They do. We see workplaces. Because, I mean, it makes sense with he's just let that into you because none of them are blood related or like roommates or something. So, of course, a lot of the moments would be at work, you know, what did you do over the weekend? Oh, I did this, which is, again, a natural thing. Right. And then in um, How to Be Single, that's how Dakota Johnson and Rebel Wilson become friends. And uh, Leslie Mann has some, you know, moments of clarity at work yeah we have two people who own bars and are seen almost exclusively in those bar settings or jason manzoukas owns a bookstore again jason manzoukas i fucking love you he's so cute in this movie he's so cute in everything what am i talking about i love him i do too i aspire Um, to be him as a podcaster oh listening to him on how did this get made? I just aspire to be him because he's like the fun one and he has great m- insights and, you know, he loses his mind a lot. I am him. <laughs> or I may, or, or, or I am copying say. him. Yeah, I'm well, I don't him. think you're copying him. I think it's just natural that like you absorb some of what you listen to. Mm-hmm. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go pray to my shrine of him. <laughs> <laughs> 
but also you are naturally a very fun inside person. Yay. Just like his character is in this yeah. too. Oh, he's so cute. And he's, he's so sweet to Alison Brie. And I'm so happy that they're getting married. They, okay. So they are like hashtag relationship goals for whenever I'm in a relationship. Cause like, they seem like the type of couple that after they have sex, they high five each other. Like, <laughs> or like, you know, they'll, they're just hanging out and one of them burps and the other one just goes, nice, <laughs> you know, or, or grades them or something, you know. It's- well, look how excited they got for St. Patrick's Day. And like, because he is an eighth Irish. That's why they're excited about it <laughs> not because she's wearing a bra that has right. pots of gold on it or whatever <laughs> <laughs> or shamrocks yeah <laughs> okay so there's another thing i want to bring up about both movies so we do see in how to be single that this takes place over a period of time because we see holidays as like set piece markers mm-hmm. do we know how long he's just not that into you takes place over I feel like there is also time because uh, well, Jennifer, the whole wedding happens. Right, that was about to bring that up. You know, you yeah. see Jennifer Aniston talk about her wedding, her sister's wedding, and then you see her dress shopping, or no, have a fitting because the aunt made the dresses or something. Yeah, and but then, they also had a conversation about how they were like fast tracking the wedding because she wanted to have it in spring. Um, because mm-hmm. Baltimore winters are gross, which I can attest to that. Baltimore winters are in fact gross. I mean, winter. Yeah. <laughs> but like also wait a year. I feel like maybe over the course of two months. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. also then the dad goes to the hospital and then comes back and then they have to do the whole thing. And I yeah. feel like, I feel like from the dad coming back moment where Jennifer Anderson complains about the husbands uh, or her brother brothers-in-law mm-hmm. to when Ben Affleck shows up to do it. I want to say that's a week. I okay. feel, I, my brain says it's a week. I, I, I don't know if it's true, but. I think that time frame that you just gave of about two months also makes sense for Gigi and uh, Justin Long's like relationship development. Mm-hmm. even though again because it's an ensemble movie and we've got several lines to get through um we don't see a lot of the actual development it's kind of just the big moments that we get to see but like that would make sense that that's the amount of time it took for her to get so attached to him and then also jennifer Connolly and bradley cooper's house is another like oh yeah that's example true. of time passing yeah whole walls get built <laughs> oh and then and then it's fully painted and decorated at the end and then she smashes that beautiful mirror oh my god that is a beautiful moment because we all i feel like we all have moments like that but we may not like actually break something and then clean it up it's a little more internalized yeah we're all just like fuck (laughs) and it is like such like goddamn jennifer connelly is a really good actress this was a a really good actress fucking great yeah. And, and like, you know, I think for, I, I think for a movie like this, for both of the movies, in terms of acting, I think, I think it's harder to just play a real person and have like these real emotions, mm-hmm. you know, like in some other, in like bio, biopics, you know, you're playing somebody and you're doing the, you have to like embody them and 
that's the challenge. And then, you know, you got horror where you have to scream and run for days on end. <laughs> and then sci-fi or fantasy or green screen movies where you have to talk to a tennis ball for three months. Yeah. But like, I want I'm going to be a blanket statement. Rom-coms, I feel like, are probably a little harder. It's a little, it's very different in style because like you're playing, you know, a real person. Yeah. Yes, yes, things are like amped up a little bit, you know? Right, but also like rom-coms live and die on relatability. So you have to be relatable, but you also have to be charismatic and like somebody who easily can be like, oh, I understand why somebody fell in love at first sight with you or whatever. And granted, you you also have to be very attractive. Well, yes, that's just acting in general, unfortunately. I'm sorry, yes. (laughs) um but like i mean really like what makes a rom-com great is when you're like oh i do see myself in that character i see like some of my struggles related there's a there's a like big reason why bridget jones is such a huge character for so many women especially in their 30s because she's so fucking relatable Mm -hmm. um and it's so hard to just do that and also dial in a great acting performance on top of that wow (laughs) we went all over the place with this conversation is there any other moments you want to talk about like i mean um i just want to before we get redundant yeah i guess like because we are supposed to be comparing and contrasting right i think like a major difference between these movies that just needs to be stated is that one of them is for gen x and one of them is for millennials Oh, and I also want, I also think the amount of people involved is a little Mm. different. Granted, in How to Be Single, like, the guy that owns the building, like, he's introduced very late into the movie, and you see Mm. him in a couple of scenes. Like, they have moments like Oh, my God, and he's the one who gets the depressing storyline. Also, he needs to, like, he, as well as every other character in both movies, need to go to therapy mm-hmm. but like oh my god when you first saw how to be single did you think you'd end up crying because damon waynes jr was going to be singing to his daughter the song that her dead nope. mother used to sing to her nope the what is it what does she call it she calls it the of your eyes i love oh, eyes of you eyes of you yeah i love you baby i think yeah uh, so shall we get into special features? Special features. I need you, baby. If it's quite alright, I need you, baby, to warm the lonely night. So you all know the drill by now. We each take a movie, do some research, try to like surprise each other, and you. I took He's Just Not That Into You and Shady has How To Be Single because my movie came out first. I'm going to go first. Um, so like I said, I read the book of this. It's so fascinating how this book just like blew up because I, I think I remember hearing about it first from a Gilmore Girls episode. Oh, Wow. Because I think what happens is like a char- like Christopher or some other character visits the inn and he's like, he's just not that into you. I'm going to read this. Um, <laughs> so I don't really, 
I thought I would see on the on the Wikipedia page like how many copies they sold because it fucking blew up. But like, it's a very interesting read because it's not. I don't read a lot of self help books, but it's not like it. It, it comes across as comedic in a way. Mm. You know, it's like he doesn't, he hasn't texted you back in five days. He's not into you. <laughs> Just move on. Yeah. And that's, ba- that's basically what every page says, where it's like, he doesn't do this. He's not into you. Yeah. Which to be fair, there are a lot of people who really, I mean, it seems straightforward and kind of dummy and kind of like, well, yeah, you should just know that. But some people really need to be told that. Yes. Like some people- Hi. Hi, thank you for thank you for reading me, Shady. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you. I am talking about like Gigi. Yeah. Like there are like I do know like people, men and women alike, who have gone on about the state they went on and how they were so into that person and they haven't heard back from them and blah blah blah. And it's like you're not going to stop thinking about it. Like just move on and go to the next one. And if I do remember, there is a segment in the book. I was, I think I got rid of my copy because I was trying to look for it for this recording. I think they have in the book, like you, you remember when Gigi talks about the rules and the exceptions yeah, and all that. I believe there's a whole section on that. Yeah. We're like, these are the rules. There are no exceptions or these are the exceptions, but like. Which I do feel like that's the thing that happens a lot where like people do tell you about the exceptions and they're like, oh, there's still hope. And it's like. That's the thing about this movie. When they talk about all those conversations and everything like that, everyone does this. Mm-hmm. Every single person. Yeah. All and they those... think that because they think they're doing a nice thing. Right. So it comes from a good place, but is it really helping? No. No. Um, so I'm on the IMDb page where he's just at that into you right now. Guess, do you want to guess how much the budget was for this movie? Uh, $90,000. That's really low for a movie in 2009. <laughs> it was $40 million, which kind of makes sense because of all the talent. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you got Jen Aniston. She was making friends a million, money. million dollars an episode, baby. Yeah. Um, and, uh, according to IMDb, the worldwide gross was $179 million. This is like a hit. This is a hit, but it's also a joke. Like that's the, that's the weird thing where it's like, you know, people joke about this movie or this book, but like it made money. I mean, then, I saw it in theaters with a big group of friends. I'm pretty sure it was a packed theater if I'm remembering correctly. So that makes sense. But like, wow. Uh, I know, right? Uh, so uh, also on the in the trivia page, it says that Jennifer Aniston has 20 minutes of screen time and Jennifer Connelly has 25 minutes of screen time, which makes sense because they focus a lot on Jennifer Goodwood. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know this, but Jennifer Goodwin and Justin Long were in Ed, the TV show or movie TV show. Yes. Yeah. They worked together before this. So that's, <laughs> that, I mean, that, that's great. Cause they had great, I feel like they had great chemistry when they were dating or like yeah. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a, this is a little like stretching for it, but according to IMDB, the trivia in the spoilers section, uh, in the closing credits, Gigi and Alex are sitting together pre- 
purportedly as a couple, but are wearing the exact same outfits as they do at Alex's party in the middle of the movie. Now, there's this thing called a closet. (laughs) (laughs) And if they're portraying real people, unless you're doing something like the devil wears Prada, you can rewear clothes. Especially if that's like her party outfit, right? (laughs) Yeah. But like, it felt like in the closing credits, which I did watch, I did watch them be very proud. It felt like they were dating. It wasn't like after Mm, them interviewing after the party or whatever. For some reason, I thought you meant when they were doing that game night thing. We won! Um, No, they were, they're talking (laughs) about- The interview, the interview part. Okay. The interview part at the end. Yeah. They're wearing the same costumes as the- party in the middle where jennifer goodwin was there thinking she was co-hosting slash his girlfriend okay but i feel like when they interviewed at the end that they were full-blown dating yeah uh and i'm gonna need your help on this one because i haven't seen this movie when connor shows anna the house she is excited about the pull-out ironing board this is a reference to when scarlett johansson's character does the same thing in ghost world is that true? Yes. Okay. John, well, you should watch Ghost World. It's a good movie. Wait, have I seen it? I can't remember. It but- came out when we were kids. Like it's not, it's a movie that I got at Blockbuster when I was probably too young to get that movie. So, but like, I don't know if that's really like a reference to that. Cause I feel like it's just a thing where it's yeah. like, Ooh, remember memories. Yeah. Backstory. Ooh, all this other bullshit. Um, <laughs> like the trivia page isn't really that great. That's okay because you know what else isn't great? The trivia page for he's just he's not. Uh, How to be single? That one, that movie. <laughs> That's the I one. did. I did find out though, real quick, that uh, screenwriter Mark Silverstein is married to Busy Phillips or was. Aw, that's because there's because I was. The first trivia here is Gigi Phillips, the character that Jennifer Goodwin plays, was named after writer Mark Silverstein's wife, Busy Phillips, and her baby blanket, Gigi. Cute. I don't understand the baby blanket part, but she hold called on. it Gigi. Hold on, let's do a quick thing because I want to make sure that they're still married. Okay. Because that'll be weird if they're not. Okay, Mark Silverstein. Oh, he's cute. Uh, yes, they're still married. Hooray! With two chick, two kids. Good, good for them. Yes. I love Dizzy Phillips. I love her too. Aw. You know who else I love? Drew Barrymore, who, sexy segue, was at one point going to direct How to Be Single. And it does not say why she did not. Oh, interesting. It just, it just says, all it says on IMDb is Drew Barrymore was initially attached to direct. I don't know how she is as a director. Has she directed anything before? She's, I like her as a producer, but that's a very different thing. I do like her as a TV personality, by the way. As a... <gasps> she's, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, do you want to hear another fun fact about this movie, John? I do want to hear a fun fact. We were totally wrong about the kind of book that it's based off of. I assumed with a title like that and given who wrote it, it was another dating or like non-dating advice book. It turns out it's a novel. 
Oh fuck me! I didn't. I didn't do the bears to bear research for this. I did not either until just now. Oh. Um, it's okay. It's okay because uh, apparently the novel is about a 38-year-old woman named Julie Johnson who goes on a world tour and basically learns how different cultures deal with being single. What? Um, which is interesting, but like, also that kind of seems like, like, yes, you put a fictional narrative in there to frame it around, but it still kind of seems like a little bit of like, maybe not an advice book, but like a lifestyles book that could give people a new perspective about how they feel about being single. Yeah. And that sounds like a great story to tell, like in a film, film version. So I don't know why they changed it. I don't know either. But so we've already said a lot of factually incorrect things. Let's just move past it. Hey. (laughs) Hey, did you know that uh, Rebel Wilson's giant apartment when she reveals that she's been rich this whole time? That's the same apartment that they used in the movie Big. Oh, like when Tom Hanks has an yeah. apartment? Yeah, like when he's got his apartment with like the uh, trampoline and the bunk bed. So is the decor kind of paying homage to that then? Because there's a I, lot of random shit all over the place. And if I remember correctly in Big. Yeah, I would have to think so. Because she's got a like like a scooter and stuff that she's riding around. The indoor scooter, not to be confused with the outdoor scooter. <laughs> right. How could I forget? Dan Stevens was originally supposed to be in this movie, but he dropped out to work on Beauty and the Beast 2017. Oh no, poor Dan Stevens. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably a good thing because this movie was not really a success. Definitely not a success on the level of he's just not that into you. And Beauty and the Beast, although I didn't personally think it was as good as this, uh, did really fucking well. That's why I asked, because like, even though <laughs> Beauty and the Beast had all the money, yeah. the content wasn't great. Whereas yeah. this movie had great content, but it didn't seem like it was like a commercial success. Or it, it may have been, but like quietly. Yeah, it, I mean, this movie also came out at a very tough time for rom-coms. They were very much going out of style. And we kind of haven't had like a good big rom-com in a few years that didn't like premiere on Netflix. Like, it's just not not a genre that really exists in theaters anymore, unfortunately. I mean, we did just have Velocity and Marry Me, and I hope those both did well enough that, like, rom-coms start coming back. But, you know, it was a tough time for rom-coms. They were already considered passe by 2016. And... Well, yeah, but, like, they're still gonna fart them out. But are they?! (laughs) I don't know. They're Hallmark is still doing things. Well, that's the thing. They're now just Hallmark and Netflix movies. Lifetime. Lifetime does dramas, not rom-coms. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna uh, Lifetime does movies about being abducted by your ex-lover. <laughs> and it's probably titled Abducted by My Ex-Lover. Um, anyway, here's another fun fact that IMDb thought was very important. We know. Dakota Johnson and Damon Waynes Jr. both have famous parents. Hey, did you know that? Everybody oh knew that. Oh my God. But here is something they added on to that, which I did kind of forget, which is that Damon Waynes Jr.'s uncle, Marlon, 
made a spoof movie directly spoofing Fifty Shades of Grey called Fifty Shades of Black. And that's funny because Dakota Johnson was in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my God, that's so great. So great. I mean, John, it is like a wasteland here. <laughs> yes. Give me give me some fucking Carfax. I'll 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 put it, I'll say it. <laughs> Let's just move on to final thoughts. Great. this episode by asking the same five questions that we always ask uh even though we answered probably them already who knows can we think of any other movies like this well let me open up this (laughs) giant book of rom-coms because i feel like if it's not about the whole movie where they're talking about you know rules or whatever they at least do something along the lines of like girl you're you got this or like girl do uh, do you could do better yeah. or or they do, they have that scene that we talked about where it's like he's busy or he, he he he's on he's traveling you know they give they have that girlfriend consoling moment and yeah yeah no there a lot of rom-coms exist just basically around the premise of a woman being upset that she's single mm-hmm I want to say, like, I know he's not just that that it to you came out in 2009, but like, I want to say in like the 20 teens, they became a little self-aware. So like how to be single is, oh, is very self-aware that, that we're in a, that we're watching a rom-com and oh, that yeah. it's a rom-com. And so, it throws out half the conventions by the end even, but like it right. does so with like the attention, the intention of being like, this didn't end the way we all know you thought it was going to end. Right. So like, especially in the 20 teens, they will say something like, we're not in a rom-com. And it's like, bitch, you are. (laughs) Uh, Did we like these movies? Like I said, I liked How to Be Single more, but like, he's not just that into you was watchable. Uh, This was my second time watching. He's just not that into you. And I'm going to be honest, probably my last. I forgot that it was very long. Oh my God. It's like three hours long. It's It's so long. Isn't it no, like two and a half? It's like two, it's over two hours, I think. It's yeah. long. And it's like it, th- there's no emphasis on the com part of the rom-com. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the storylines are more depressing than they are funny ever. And, and they also didn't really age that well. <laughs> a lot of the dialogue. No, 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 no. It's very being, 2009. Being only 13 years old, it didn't. Yeah. So would we watch them again? I mean, I would watch How to Be Single again. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I'm going to be like running to watch it after this, rewatch it after this recording. But like, yeah, I'll watch it again if I'm in a mood. Yeah, and, no, it's it's like in my stable of rom-coms that I will revisit happily. Uh, but he's just let that into you. If nothing else is on and it's on TV, maybe I might take a nap during it. But <laughs> you gotta take a nap during like that one long stretch in the middle where everything is just sad as long as i'm up for mrs petrelli from heroes talking (gasps) about that monologue that's the best part of the whole movie Mm. it's so good uh where where did we leave off would we recommend them yeah yeah i'd recommend how to be single over 
Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I liked it more. Um, and, right. and I, I think it's more relevant to people our age and it's mm-hmm. hasn't hit a point where it's aged horribly yet. Some of Rebel's jokes are yeah. a little off color, but like... Yes. And, you know, the, the overwhelming politeness of it is... The overwhelming what? Politeness. Whiteness, yes. Whiteness. I thought you said politeness for a second. I was like, who's polite in this movie? <laughs> I feel like 2016 was maybe the last year you could get away with a story about this many people living in New York and only one of them is a person, a of, person color. of color. <laughs> and then... Finally, are they actually the same? I want to give it a yes. I'm giving it a yes with the caveat that one is geared at Gen X and one is geared at millennials. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah. a generational difference. Right. But like there's also, they also are like the do's and don'ts of dating in a right. way. Yeah. So yeah, we're done. <laughs> we did it. Some We did something. Shady, what you got? I'm going to let you plug things. Uh, I'm going to plug my Twitter account at cookie. Oh, shady. What kind of dessert are you tonight? I'm a sugar cookie because when you kiss somebody, you go, give me some sugar. And these are movies about dating and presumably kissing. (laughs) And meeting right now. Um, So you can follow me on Twitter at movies. John, that's John with no H. Uh, I also have the other podcast, uh, Life's But a Song. Shady has been on it a few times and needs to come back on soon. Um, so Life's But a Song is a bi-weekly podcast talking about musical theater, uh, not musical theater, musical movies <laughs> or musical TV shows. You can listen to that I, where you're listening to this or, um, you know, the socials for it is at But a Song Pod. And the socials for this podcast, uh, you can email us at moviedejavupod at gmail.com. That is M-O-V-I-E-D-E-J-A-V-U-P-O-D at gmail.com. I don't know why I still we still do this. Uh, Is it a it's a bit, right? It's just because it's a bit. Yeah, because you sing song it and then I dance to it, which nobody can see except for me. It's a great visual joke on a podcast. <laughs> uh, we're also on Instagram and uh, Instagram and Facebook. Oh, I'm switching it up, everyone! I'm <laughs> switching it up at Movie Deja Vu Pod, same spelling. Or you can reach out to us on Twitter at Movie Deja Vu No Pod. Why is that shady? Because the Movie Deja Vu just wasn't that into the pod. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. What else was I going to do? What <laughs> choice did I have? It was Josh. Fuck Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Did you watch these movies? Do you think they're great? Do they, would, do they help? I don't know. <laughs> Contact us. Tell us if you want us to stop or, you know, cease and desist or something because we're still going to be fucking doing this. Because what? I am a tyrant to Shady. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is late night recording. Sassy John is out. I don't know. Uh, And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be comparing Working Girl to Made in Manhattan. Oh my God, more rom-coms.
well, we've done a shit ton of horror movies. Yeah, no, I was going to say, we really need to, like, lighten up and do yeah. more stuff like rom-coms on this show. So we are. Um, awesome. Be safe, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.